Michael, thanks for making time for us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Well, we it's the honor is ours. We uh, just uh, are so excited to find out more about your experience with the station and share that with people. It sounds like the Holy Spirit was really involved. So tell me, I guess, initially, prior to finding the station and making that, that spiritual journey, where were you in your faith life at that time? Yeah, well, so for the for the first 10 years of my adult life, which is really my whole adult life, last Lent of 2022, um, I had fallen away from the church. So around when I was 18 and went off to college, I had fallen away uh, from the church and from faith. Was really just um, seeking seeking truth in kind of my own way. It ended up being seeking truth in kind of anything but but Christ. Um, and it was a period of largely a period of darkness, um, and a lot of uh, a lot of despair, a lot of really really hard experiences. Just living a life not focused on God at all, really on the contrary. And just uh, praise be God, He He called me He called me back to Himself. Um, yeah, in in late March of 2022, just last year in Lent. A very um, ironically, yeah, it was during it was during the week of the prodigal son, so it was really providential. Um, it was uh, j- just so beautiful. Yeah, I was having some really really hard experiences in life, and um, I kind of just ended up calling out to to Christ and just saying, okay, just come back into my heart. Please come back into my heart. And, you know, it really was like the prodigal son. I, I felt like that um, where I was really unworthy and it was almost, you know, I was only doing this out of desperation just as the prodigal son. He was, he had kind of, uh, he'd used up all his money and he was, he was desperate and that that's when he came back home and uh, such was the same with me. And um, despite that, it was as if he was so overjoyed. It was like he ran out to meet me and, and you know, gave me a hug and was just so, so glad that I had, I had come home uh, and asked him, asked him to come back into my heart. Um, it, it's really miraculous to me. If you would have told me I'd be like having like an interview, you know, on a, with, with a Catholic radio station, like just, you know, a year ago, I'd, nobody would have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it, but the Lord has just been so wonderful. And since he's called me to, to work in ministry, so I'm working at Ascension Catholic Church here in young adult ministry. And it's just been, uh, it's just been such the, the most beautiful journey um, in the last, in the last, you know, about 14 ish months for me. So uh, the Lord's been really good. So was there a key moment early on when it just seemed to fall into place for you? You know, I had been blessed early in life, um, in high school specifically, of having some really powerful encounters with the Holy Spirit um, and just a real personal relationship with Christ. So I had had that foundation. Um, it was ironically this this uh, this understanding of of evil in the world that brought me back to Christ. So I had, yeah, I had known Christ, but I had really never believed in in evil um, and, and that kind of a thing. But I started experiencing it. Uh, firsthand in in my life, I started experiencing that profound darkness, and I I was this realization of well, if this evil exists, kind of what is the what's the counter to that? What's the opposite of that? And it was just this profound knowledge that it really was Christ. It all pointed to Him. And again, it was like I had been searching for this deeper this deeper meaning, this transcendence, as so many of 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 us young people are. We're searching for. Uh, meaning, purpose, transcendence, beauty, 
we're searching for an encounter with the divine. And I think so often we, we get sidetracked and, um, because maybe I, maybe I was raised in the faith. I thought that I just needed to find my own truth or whatever, but praise be God. It just, it just brought me back to him ultimately. And, and, and it was really, it was really this, uh, a way that it brought me back after I had, I had discovered it. So I had, you know, I had, I searched for the truth and ultimately had not found it for years, no matter how much I'd look for it. And in whatever way it was, it was this personal knowledge that no, I've really discovered it's not just that I was taught this. It's now that I've really had the personal encounter and the personal um, experience with it. So that was pretty pivotal. Yeah. So what were you doing at that time? Uh, I, I assume you weren't working in the church. So what, what were you, what were you doing at that time? No. So yeah. Um, after I had graduated college in 2017 and this was back on the East coast, um, really my work was, my work was delivering pizzas for, for a long time. So, um, definitely a lot of exposure to radio in general. <laughs> so, um, part, yeah, part of my, uh, part of my experience early on in the reversion was, you know, that's the, the work I was doing was, you know, food delivery. And so I had, I had a lot of time to, to turn on the radio and I, so I guess some seeds for Catholic radio were planted back on the East coast in Buffalo, New York, uh-huh. where I'm um, wow. just, there were bump, bumper stickers of, I think it was like, I think it was like these like try God. And then it was like, you know, whatever the local Catholic radio station was. And those truly did plant some seeds for me. And when I, when I had wow. the reversion, um, it was very natural for me to just be attracted to Catholic radio. And then I, yeah, I discovered, I discovered Mater Day and there's a whole, a whole nother. Yeah. There's a lot to, a lot to, to say about that for sure. Well, so how, how did the station play a role early on in kind of melting your heart? The, the first, the first thing I remember profoundly was, um, you know, I, I don't remember what program it was, but I, right at very, very shortly after I turned on Mater Day, and that's how I discovered that it was the reading that that Sunday reading was the prodigal son reading. It was through what it was through whatever commentary was going on, which was basically reflecting on the gospel for the week, which was the prodigal son. And it was really, really mind blowing to me at the time. It was just like, this is just such a confirmation of, of what, of what the Holy spirit's doing in my life. Because again, I, I felt exactly like the prodigal son, just, just that, that, um, that realization that it happened during that week, it was, it was something very special. It was something very, very special to me. Yeah. Well, wow. if no one said it yet, I just want to say welcome home. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much. Definitely exciting. I, yeah, Michael, I remember when I first met you and just, yeah, your excitement to be back in the church and, and, I think it's inspiring, I think, to the rest of us, too, to, I think, for us to be reminded um, by people like you, you know, what a treasure we have in, in the church and, and just to be inspired by people that have found it and really wholeheartedly embrace it. And uh, it just and it, it's also just so great for us to know, you know, you probably know in your own ministry, there's so many times you plant seeds out there and you don't really know if it's bearing any fruit, but every so often God kind of 
lets you see a glimpse of, of the impact that you're having. So I think for us, it, it's really meaningful to hear that, that that program meant something to you. I'm I'm guessing that it was our Sunday commentary program or something like that. And so we'll have to pass that along because that means a lot to us to hear that. Yes. Well, you, you guys are planting. Thing. You guys are planting seeds that are, are bearing fruit now and, and down the line for sure. I'm sure it, it, it will be. There was another uh, there was another really profound experience with Mater Day early on as well. Um, so early on in, in the reversion, I was kind of going around from Catholic Church to Catholic Church, just kind of, I was really, really, uh, uh, really drawn to the Eucharist and really drawn to adoration. And so with my schedule, I was kind of... Um, you know, finding where I could go to daily mass and all that. And also just finding, um, you know, like which, which spiritual expression of, of the, the Catholic faith feels best to me. Cause we really do have a wide spectrum of, you know, more traditional to, um, to kind of like, you know, more charismatic and, and everything in between. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful, the diversity. And it's, I think you can have, there's a real richness in, in multiple different expressions of it. So yeah, that led me from church to church kind of. Um, and so I had this experience and, and early on, I mean, I was going to confession pretty often and it was, it was beautiful. It was just, uh, it was, it was really beautiful. So I had an experience where I had either been in confession or at a mass. I don't remember which one, but it was, I'd come out of, of either the mass or the confession. And it was the first time I had met the priest who was either, you know, celebrating the mass or the confession. And I got in my car and turned on my car. And of course, you know, Monterey radio's on. Cause that's what I was listening to. And it's like, right when I turned on the car, um, cause you guys have, you guys have priests from the archdiocese who, who have recorded prayers. So it's like, this is father so-and-so and let's pray the, let's pray the St. Michael prayer. Or let's pray whatever prayer. And, got in my car and it was the priest that I had just encountered for the first time, you know, in the professional. Wow. And, and, and it's like, Whoa. And I was like, thanks Holy spirit. Like that, that's great. But then the same thing happened again with another, uh, another, wow. another parish where I had just met this priest and the same thing happened, but then it happened again. It happened. It happened a third time. <laughs> and it was, and it was three separate occasions and three separate, um, three separate priests who I had just met. And it was, I think three is the number. It was more than two. I know it was more than two. I can't remember if it was three or four, but it was that, that again, it was just like God's providence was so clear to me. And I'm getting chills just talking about it because it was like, he was, he was making it so clear and so obvious that yes, like, you know, this is the path because honestly, at first I had, um, I come back and I I knew because because I knew that calling out calling out to Jesus in my time of desperation ultimately j just changed everything. So it's like I had reaccepted Christ as my savior, but I had this thought in my in my head of you know maybe maybe it's it's Christ in, in in a Protestant sense. Maybe it's not necessarily in the Catholic Church I was raised in. Maybe I still have more seeking to do, but this. But but through Mater Dei Radio and through these experiences of yeah like in Catholic parishes and then and then having that th this providential experience of of the priests just hearing them right after I had met them that was such a confirmation it felt to me like 
a sign of God's providence that yes, you're home like this. You don't have to search anywhere else. Like you're home in, in, in the Catholic, the Catholic faith. And it was just so beautiful. And so, um, so amazing. I, I feel, I just, I just feel so blessed by, by this whole journey and, and by, by the impact that you guys have had and continue to have, because I, I, you know, I listen every day, um, early on when I was still delivering food and stuff, I'd listen to Catholic answers every day, every day. Um, and it really helped me a lot. And really all the, all the programming, um, that I've listened to has been just, just so fruitful. You know, the, the, the journey home late at night is, is always, is always good. And, um, there's just such a diverse, uh, there's just such a diverse, um, you know, set of programming that you guys have, um, it's just, it's just so fruitful. It's so awesome. And yeah, we have something really special in the Archdiocese of Portland and you guys are, are, are a big part of that. And kind of, it feels like you kind of bring everyone together in this sense, because, you know, you can listen anywhere and yeah. So how do you go from delivering food to work, working at a parish? I mean, that, that just seemed <laughs> radical to me too. Yeah. You know, I, for all those years, um, you know, I, I, en I enjoyed the, the food delivery. It was fine, but I had felt like there was something essential missing. Um, I felt that I, I was called to more, but I just couldn't stop getting in my own way. And I couldn't, um, I, I, I just didn't know what it, what it could be. Like I was searching and searching and searching, like, what is it that I'm actually called to do? And it was my schedule. I, I would work in the evenings, so I was able to attend um, daily mass, and then I was able to attend daily adoration was a big thing for me early on. So I was att attending adoration pretty much every day for like an hour a day for a long time. And 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 it was he just he just slowly started chipping away at my my hardened heart, and just you know he he really changed my heart so profoundly. He continues to do so, but. I remember being in adoration, just saying like, like, what do you want from me? Like, I don't understand. Like I've, I feel like I've, I really changed my lifestyle radically. I really changed a lot um, in order to follow him. And I, I got, I got the response um, very clearly. It was, it was come follow me. And, you know, I, I was like, I already am <laughs> like, I am ready and following you. So I didn't know what that, that meant, but, um, my discernment has it continues to evolve and that the, the come follow me has has lately been a, a pretty profound theme but it was um I, I guess just one day in adoration I, I thought maybe I'm cut out for teaching teaching religion or working in ministry and so ultimately um it led me to just just looking for jobs in ministry in the archdiocese ascension where I'm where I'm my, I'm ministering now. Um, just so happened that this was where I had my really my re-entry back into the church. This was where um, there was a, a Lenten confession service happening at Ascension, and I didn't even know Ascension existed. Um, I, I, I liked going up to Mount Tabor a lot and hanging out up there. So I just one day I was passing um, Ascension, and there was a sign that said Lenten Reconciliation Service, and it was like either that night or in a couple of days. And I was like, "Oh, I got, I, I think I gotta go." And this was, you know, shortly after my reversion, still questioning whether it was, you know, Catholicism or or some other form of Protestantism. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I ended up going to that Lenten reconciliation service, had my first confession in really 10 years and just, um, knew there were, knew this was just the, just the beginning. And there were a lot of changes I would need to make, but then, so that was the only time I'd been at Ascension was for that, uh, reconciliation service. And then I was attending mass, um, elsewhere, uh, a, a lot of, a lot of mass at Holy Rosary became, became my parish, but then I stumbled upon this job opening. Yeah. And it was at Ascension. And so it just came full circle that, uh, th- that I got, I got this job and the Holy spirit was at work in such a huge way because it was my prayer. I, I, I look back in my kind of adoration journal and my prayer for so long was just, please guide me to something that's going to fulfill me and make me feel like um, I'm using the gifts you've given me in order to, to do good in the world and to just feel like I'm really making an impact. And the young adult community that the Holy Spirit's formed here, um, just kind of through me and through, through others here, uh, since July last year that I, uh, that I started, it's just been really, really awesome, really beautiful, so much grace, so, so many blessings. And, um, and he just continues to, to work miracles in my life. I, I feel, I feel like they're miracles. I feel like, I don't know why I continue to be surprised when he answers prayers so profoundly because it's, it's very frequent. Um, but it does continue to surprise me maybe because this is still, this is still pretty new to me. So, um, that, that yeah that's that's kind of what led me it was just just praying out yeah, praying in front of the blessed sacrament and praying for guidance and th- this has been this has been exactly exactly what i needed for my growth sometimes i feel like what i'm doing was was just handcrafted uh by the lord to just to have me come in and and do so yeah wow wow that's just that's just incredible. I, yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing all of that. And I mean, even just from what I know of, of Ascension and, um, you know, what Father David is doing. And, you know, I also know Ruth over there, um, who's been there for a while and, um, just seeing, you know, all the great things that your parish is doing. And it's been fun to see, uh, even just online or, or hearing from you guys, you know, the ways your young adult group has really, sprung up and just become so active like it's just so exciting like it's and I think it's I think it's good to be I guess surprised like you said a little bit like we we can't forget to be I guess we can't forget to marvel at the good things God is doing I think there's there's something really beautiful and continuously you know rejoicing in that and being pleasantly surprised when he does something new and exciting because you know we're not doing any of this through our own merits or, you know, it's just us participating and letting God do it. And, um, that's, just, but it's just beautiful when you, when you try, like you said, when you try to follow his will for you, that's when he can really work. And, um, it's just been beautiful to see, um, how your, you know, this ministry, um, at your parish has really grown when, when you open yourself up to that. Yes, truly, truly. And I'm so humbled by by Father Jasper's and the, the welcome I've received from the staff here and from and from the parishioners and th- this community is just so incredibly humble and warm and and faith and f- just full of faith full of faith full of reverence, um, j- j- just full of full of joy and I am I am so blessed and and grateful to 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 be here and to be a part of this community here. So you had mentioned early on that there was a an evil that that kind of was gripping you. 
And I see that all around town. I mean, just it seems like there are so many people from the homeless on the streets to somebody you may encounter in the grocery store. Just seems like they're under a very heavy weight of some kind. And yet it seems like the Eucharist provided you a path, a light that, you know, really led you, led you to the truth. I, I kind of grapple with how do we get somebody to recognize that truth of Jesus being present in the Eucharist to help them overcome that evil? I mean, it, if there's one thing I want to do here in Portland, it's that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I think there's a couple things. I think one is that just by receiving Jesus in the blessed sacrament, you know, we're, we're becoming more like him and hopefully our life therefore is a witness to that. And hopefully I know my prayer very frequently is just that everyone whom I encounter will just catch a glimpse of of you, Lord, in, in the interaction. And so I think, I think sharing testimonies like this, knowing um, somebody who's looked for truth in all the wrong ways, found truth in, in in our Lord in the Eucharist is another witness. Being down to earth, and um, I came uh, upon a video uh, recently um, by Catholic Answers, and it's all about this guy, I forget the name of it, but it's all about the first step in really evangelization, I, I think truly is, is love. So we need to, we need to love, we need to love people and meet them where they're at. Sometimes truth follows um, the love. So love, love becomes the bridge and the truth can then follow. Um, so that, that's, been, that's been kind of my approach lately is we need to meet people where they're at and not just start preaching at them. Hopefully again, our lives will be a witness to Christ and they'll notice something different about us. And then maybe that's going to open up a conversation of, you know, why can you stay so joyful in the midst of your suffering or in the midst of the craziness of the world? Or, you know, why, um, why have you changed your life so, so dramatically and stuff like that. And from there, it's just planting seeds and praise be God. The Holy spirit's really, I think, given me the strength to, um, to like boldly witness to these things. Whereas, you know, I, I never thought that I'd be able to have that strength. Yeah. To witness to those things or to, to speak, to speak the, the truth that has, has really just transformed me so much. Well, I noticed it when I first met you uh, at Mount angel, you, you radiate that joy, you know, it just comes, come through you. And I, I think Pope Francis has said it. They're they're really the key to evangelization is joy. You know, giving people the reason for that joy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that so much. It was, you know, if you would have if you would have met me 14 months ago, it was it was totally totally different. And so it's it's just so. It really does mean so much to hear that because um, I I do feel such a transformation and you know, look, it's not like, it's not, it's not the easiest path, like following Christ. We know it's not the easiest path and it's not just been like all rainbows and butterflies this whole year. It's been a lot of, a lot of having to let things go a lot of transformation and, you know, in transformation, there's going to be growing pains, but ultimately there's this sustained kind of hope and joy, even in the midst of suffering that I have never experienced before. Um, even just so many of our young people, I, I experience all the time and I have experienced it in the past is just a profound anxiety. And I've 
heard Archbishop Sample recently talking about this on the Voice of the Shepherd, of course, um, and <laughs> talking about the anxiety that uh, young people are experiencing. And I tell you, I've I've been there and searching for for ways to alleviate that anxiety, and nothing nothing lasts the way that placing your trust in the Lord lasts. Nothing does. And I really think that if more young people could have a genuine encounter with Christ, these, the, the anxiety and, and all, and other issues could improve significantly because there's such a freedom in knowing that whatever happens it's going to be according to the Lord's will. I'm going to let him use me as an instrument in the world and his will, let his will be my will also. And then even when something unexpected happens, you know that your prayer is that it's, it's, it's whatever the Lord is desiring. So it's, it doesn't make sense in the moment, but it, it will ultimately be what the Lord wants. So there's no need to have that same anxiety. You know, I, I, I get that in my head. But getting my heart <laughs> kind of, I, I wrestle with that a lot. And I, I tell myself that a lot, but it's some, sometimes there's just a disconnect there. Oh, absolutely. It's so much easier said than done. It, it truly is. And it's just something that you have to keep praying about and keep working <laughs> on. I, I think it's, it's not like it's, it didn't change for me overnight, really. Some things really did change for me overnight, but you know, uh, just, being able to trust God is a continuing evolving process. And, but the, I think the more you remain steadfast in it, the more, um, it, it, the more it keeps, it can keep improving. Um, definitely not easy. And it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to have the, 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 you know, intellectual knowledge of it. And, but to have that, the true heart experience, that's, that's a whole nother story. Absolutely. Yeah, Archbishop Sample has that surrender novena that he he is devoted to, and I, I pray that every day. It's helped a lot. It's helped a lot. Isn't that a game changer? It's it's a real it's a real yeah. game changer. Yeah. I there's a version on the app actually that it's all of them together with a suggestion from the board a board member, um, and I'll just hit play and I'll listen to like five of them. Every time I kind of feel that anxiety creeping in that you're talking about and just wanting to rely on my own strength to fix things or control things, I, I will just hit play. I'll just say, I got to, I got to turn this over to God. Like this, I can't control this. I, I need to stop holding on so tight and I'll just hit play. And I'll just keep going for like 20 minutes <laughs> until I, until I've kind of simmered down a little bit and let it, let it go into God's hands. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that app, I remember Sarah, you showed me that app at a YCP event and yes. um, <laughs> I was like, all right, you, you're, you've been working on this app. I, I should probably download it. And and I did, and it's been, <laughs> I, I use it, I use it very, very frequently, probably close to daily because it's just, I can tune in wherever. And even when I've been traveling, you know, back, see my family on the East coast or whatever, I'll tune in and it just makes me feel like I'm back in Portland. And yeah, <laughs> awesome. it's, a, it's a really great app for those of you who don't, who have, haven't come across it. it. It's, it's awesome. Thank you so much. I, that means a lot to hear that. Did y'all plan that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I no, do. No, yeah. No. I do remember showing you that, <laughs> but I, I appreciate that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, the way I, I see it, Michael, is we're, we're working together in, in the vineyard. And if there's ever anything we can do for you to help support any of your programs there at the parish or or, or you want to uh, have an idea and say, I'd like to like to do this. Um, we're here for you. I mean, we want to be a resource for you in, in, in even more so than we have been. So just please let us know how we can help. Oh, thank you so much. That that means that means so much. And and likewise, I'm not exactly sure what I could do, um, but we are definitely in the vineyard together here. And I'd love to um, to really get the word out more because yeah, the the station is such a such an awesome tool for evangelization and just growing deeper in faith too. Truly, truly. Well, I think just sharing your joy and your testimony is going to be huge. I really feel like the Holy yeah. Spirit is going to use that to touch hearts. Uh, you touched mine yeah. today. It's Me kind too. of funny how, how similar my path is to yours. I, I was away for a lot longer, uh, a lot longer, but uh, went to some pretty dark places and was way away from my faith. And, and uh, you know, it, it, and then I was still working in a secular career and in adoration, I felt that tug and I told the Lord, I said, uh, okay, show me the path, show me where you want me. And the next day I picked up the uh, parish newspaper back in Austin and operations manager wanted for relevant radio. And I was like, you're good. You're good. And, <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe way around. the next day after adoration. <laughs> <laughs> wow talk about providence and within two weeks I, I had the interview and i was resigning my job it was crazy you gotta be ready wow. for what whatever the lord brings when you say when you say yes you better watch out yeah adoration <laughs> could be a dangerous place <laughs> i've heard i've heard so many testimonies of of people getting calls from the lord in adoration it seems like a, a theme it's like that is when the, where the lord speaks to you if, if you do nothing else for your mm -hmm. spiritual life if you're able to spend an hour a week in front of the blessed sacrament if, if that's too much for you to start i mean just start with 15 minutes you can go to masstimes.org yeah. and find all the different adoration happening close to you it's just just sit there. You don't have, I mean, you don't have to do anything. We think so much that so often we have to get something accomplished in adoration and, you know, you can just sit there and say, I don't know why I'm here. I don't exactly know what to do, but just change my heart. And, and yeah, I think that that change sometimes, yeah, you hear these, these things like come follow me or, you know, um, you get the pull to, to work in, in you know, to come out of a, a secular career and into more of like a faith-based career. Sometimes that happens, but I think that also I've experienced, you look back over time and you see that it's just like a subtle change in your heart. That oh yeah. Happens over time in adoration. I agree. It's uh, some, I'd say that can be a dangerous place. And all I say, praying through her novena or the litany of humility. Those are, um, shall we say dangerous prayers as well in the best possible way. But uh I can't tell you how many how many times you know I'll be recommending the surrender novena to someone and then they come back like a couple weeks later and they're like, "What did you tell me to do?" Yeah, ever since I started praying this, you know, everything started falling apart. But but when we when we do that, sometimes God's uh, trying us a little bit so that we really learn to trust in Him. Uh, but it's kind of funny. I I keep hearing stories like that of people that 
um, have started praying, you know, very intentionally um, to, you know, let go of their own will. And, and then God, like, like you said, Pat, the, the next day or the next week, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, um, but, but it's, but it's wonderful. It's just amazing. He, he has such a greater plan for us than anything we, we would have imagined on our own. And sometimes it's a little, a little scary to, to, to go through those changes, but he's going to work something amazing out of them. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, Michael, thank you for your time. It, it, this just, it, it, it's just been so edifying. It really uplifts both of us. Like Sarah, yes. so we necessarily get to see the fruits of our work. And, and so this is just something that it's like, wow, it, it does help people. It really, it really does. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you guys both so much too. Um, like I said, it's been, the impact has been huge and continues to be. So yeah, please know that it's, it's bearing fruit now and it, and I'm sure it will continue to down the road. Well, I hope so. Thank like you. We're here for you. Anything we can ever do to help you or if you have any ideas uh, on what we, we could do to even reach people better, let us know. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. So uh, you want to close this in prayer? Or? Sure. I'd love to. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you are. We thank you for the love you just pour out on us. We thank you for the gift that Matra Day Radio has been in my life and continues to be in so many people's lives. We thank you for pouring out your Holy Spirit in the ways that you have in order to further reveal your Son, Jesus Christ to us. We praise you, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior. We ask that you continue to use us as your instrument in the world as we seek to proclaim your gospel message to those who need to hear it the most. And we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, voice. Oh, thank you again, Michael. Thank, thank you, Pat Michael. and Sarah. You guys are awesome. God bless, guys.